Love is easily misunderstood. This is a word and concept that have been often discussed as being overused in the English language because we love our spouse, we love our children, and we love our ice cream. <laughs> the kind of love we're talking about is not just being happy, um, although those are important too, being happy and having things that are nice. However, the kind of love that we're going to talk about in today's episode transcends any kind of circumstances and is a kind of love that's everlasting. Mm -hmm. Psalms 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Hi, this is Rebecca Messer, co-host for the Training Them Wisely podcast with our host, Renee Christensen. Renee speaks at church events and conferences, teaching parents and grandparents how to grow in their walk with the Lord while discipling their children and grandchildren because authentic, loving discipleship matters. Renee is a best-selling author of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and has several new Bible study releases designed for your whole family to use together for family devotions, homeschool curriculum, or personal quiet times. These studies cover four age levels, preschool, kids, teens, and adults. Join us on Adventures Through the Bible with Bella, Benny, and Fluffy for your preschoolers discovering key truths in scripture. Your kids and teens will learn how to study the Bible verse by verse for themselves. Adults will dig into the same passages as their teens so the entire family can study together and engage in conversation with the discussion questions at the end of each chapter. We all know that prayer is so important. Renee's Bible study, Love to Pray, includes a prayer journal to teach and encourage your kids and grandkids to love to pray. Looking for a way to help your kids pay attention during the church service? Check out our new sermon notes for kids, which include portions for writers and pre-writers to take notes and draw pictures. It is colorful, fun, and will help your children engage with the sermon. And last but not least, The Real Story of Christmas was just released in time for this Christmas season. Experience Luke 2 through the eyes of Bella, Benny, and Fluffy as they learn about the first Christmas. So I'm really excited to talk about our podcast episode today because the Apostle John, his most commonly written about thing in all of his letters is love, is love, yes. which is like your favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> it is all. my favorite thing. To talk I was about. having to rein her in when we were prepping our notes because she's going to be writing a book on first Corinthians 13 that we're excited about. And she loves to speak on first Corinthians 13 and love and what biblical love looks like. And I'm like, look, we're talking about it in the context of Advent. <laughs> so, but there's so much here. There is so much here. Yes. So I am very excited to talk about love because it is one of the most important things. Jesus said that it's the most important commandment is to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it to love others as yourself, but we are going to rein it in and we're going to talk about love specifically at Christmas time with Advent. And there is so much love. And like you were talking about in John one. So in that verse, you're talking about first John. Yeah. First John four. So first John four um, is another, like it's another chapter. And honestly, the book of first John is like first Corinthians, but a whole entire book in the Bible. <laughs> um, so it says, beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. 
And I want to pause here to just reiterate. If you're wondering what love looks like, it it is God. Yes. And love is not defined in and of itself. And then God fits into it. God is God love. is love and he defines love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a very important clarification. I feel like with all the confusion that happens in our culture and world today. Yes. Where we don't have the different words for love, like other languages right. do in English, we say love. And so it could everything. be, I love s'mores and Oreo ice cream, or it could be, I love God. And yet in the Greek language, there's a lot more nuances with love and what it meant. Um, so the chapter goes on and says in this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us mm-hmm. and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. His love is perfected in us. And this is perfect for this Christmas season because he loved us so much that he sent his son and we are in turn to love others. So just that those scriptures right there, it does talk about love and just how much God loves us. So as we're talking about love, a couple of Christmas carols that come up with oftentimes when you're lighting the love candle or to reading these passages of scripture is, O come all ye faithful. And that refrain of O come, let us adore him. Yeah. So, you know, the strong love, we are supposed to adore God. We're supposed to love him so much. And oh, holy night, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. And so we do have, he's taught us to love one another. We're supposed to love him. And truly, I think that love is one of the most important things that there is. I mean, Jesus said it is, so it is. Right. But just in our daily interactions, being able to show this love to each other and this week to really be able to concentrate on love is going to be important. Because we love him. And the way that we demonstrate that we love him as his disciples, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, is we we have a responsibility to love other people. We do. And I think that it's really neat because God set this example because the news of Jesus's birth didn't actually go to royalty or dignitaries or anything like there was this no huge grand splendorous in the world's terms yes he first sent his multitude of angels to to the the shepherds shepherds yes who were watching over their field their flocks by night and they were the ones that got to first see our savior Uh uh-huh and then the date a few days later whenever they went to the temple it was Mm -hmm. simeon an old man but also anna yeah you know the a widow and he so God's love was even it. demonstrated in how he first announced his son's birth here on earth. And mm-hmm. I just, I love that. I do too. I love it because it shows to his love for everyone. It shows the human value that he, the value he places on every single human yeah. and the love that he does. He sent his only son to die for us while we were still sinners. And he sent him to be born this humble birth where he was fully God and also fully man because of how much he loved us because of how much Jesus loved us. He was willing to come down and be born. He was willing to suffer and die, but really we're talking about the right now. (laughs) No, but like that is like, it's, it's so woven throughout. And I've heard it said before that God's that the Bible is one giant love Love account Mm -hmm. and love story because from beginning to end, you just see how much God loves 
the world. Yes. And um, you had referenced earlier from Matthew 22, where um, the religious leader went to Jesus and he said, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Mm -hmm. Because they were trying to, some of them were trying to learn or they had sincere questions. Yes. But sometimes they were trying to trip him up Mm -hmm. and they were trying to get him to pick the one and then, oh, but he didn't say this one. And so they were trying to do that. I just love because Jesus goes, sums it up. (laughs) You shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Mm -hmm. Because if we do that, it encompasses his law is love. It is. And whenever you look at what love actually is throughout the Bible action wise, you can see that truly it's, if you're acting in a loving way, you pretty much would have trouble sinning against another person or against God. Yeah, because, because we're supposed to, it says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And who yes. is our neighbor? As we learn from the great Samaritan, the good Samaritan. <laughs> yes, it's, it's everyone. everyone. Yes, even those who would be our enemy. And so this is a one for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And God did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save the world. And, you know, I think it's one of the most commonly and people are like oh that's the one you teach kids all the time it's one of the most important and teach your kids because is. this is the it, it covers everything yes literally he loved us so much he was willing to send his only son that's so that we so we could be restored in our relationship with him and be with him for all of eternity and so that's something that we can talk to our kids about this Christmas that God loved us. That's why he was willing to send his only son. And it's a good verse. Like if you're looking for your kids to be memorizing scripture over the course of Advent, John 3, 16 is a great place to start, no matter how old they're. Um, Romans 5, uh, verses 5 and 8 say, hope does not put us to shame. Shame is not from the Lord Mm -hmm. because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. But God showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, he died for us. So he while didn't we die were, for us, no, we were perfect. He did not. And that's the that's such a wonderful truth that literally we were dead in our sins. Hopeless. That is the only thing, that's the only criteria that we need to be saved. Is that we had to be dead in our sins. And then because he loved it so much, worse than that. <laughs> we were able to be saved. And that is because of his love that he has for us. And so then in John 13, we see where he says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Okay. And this, I, this is one of my favorite verses. And I think it's incredibly important that we dig into this just a little bit. This, so we are supposed to love as Jesus loved. Yeah. We are supposed to look different as the church. This means that as the church, we should not be being petty about things. We should not be, we should be being kind. We should be being patient. We should not be selfish. We should put others before us. We should be respectful of others. We should honor others. We don't want to, it doesn't have to be our own ways. We have to forgive others. We can't keep any record of wrongs. They should be able, the world should be able to look at us and think, I want that. I want this generous, overwhelming love that they have among each other, we should realize that really and truly as the body of Christ, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Rebecca's my friend. She's literally also my sister in Christ. Right. And so we we are family in Christ. We do. We do. We have responsibility to each other and they should be able to tell that we're his disciples because of our love. 
we should look different. And the way that we look different is because of yeah. love. And we're to be loving as he did with this example that he gave us. In so I'm going to play the devil's advocate for all of our um, more justice oriented listeners yes. who are hearing us talk about love and love and no record of wrongs and love and love. Um, does love mean that we are never to confront a brother or sister in Christ if there is sin or wrongdoing? Only if we exclude certain parts of the Bible, which we don't do because we believe all of it. Because there are also times <laughs> when you confront. <laughs> but you can do it. You can this do is, it this in part. love. It's you need to respectfully in, in love. Love. Yes. Because we are to judge one another's fruits. The Bible is very clear on that. However, the way that we go about it we need to be approaching it from a place of forgiveness. Like mm-hmm. before we, our motive someone, has to be right before we do it. Right. Because I I have confronted people, particularly women in, that we're in a discipleship group together and I will confront them, but it is only because I want them. It's done in love because I love them right. and I want them to have that relationship with Jesus to be right, to be right. And a lot of times people don't even you, as you grow in your faith and as you grow maturity, you realize that there are sins that you didn't even realize were sins. We are blind to our own sins. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, that's one of the beautiful things about having a sister in Christ who can look at you and go, um, I love you, but I'm noticing a pattern of X in your life. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you to get with our father and ask him to show you where you might be harboring sin in this area. That's literally all you have to do. And when you have children, they are going to sin over and over and over again. Love does not mean that I never correct my children. Correct. It means that I do correct them from a place of love. The reason I'm correcting them is because I love them. Sometimes it would be a lot easier to not correct them in all honesty, but because I love them so much, I choose to correct them. I choose to follow through, which is indeed an example of how Christ loved us because he loved us so much that he was unwilling to leave us dead in our sins. Mm -hmm. So he came and when he he corrected, he healed, Mm -hmm. he didn't leave people in their brokenness. No, he didn't. And he spoke the truth. Yes. Sometimes really bluntly. (laughs) Yes. So to when we harden our hearts. And so we just pray, Lord Jesus, please help us not harden our hearts. Yes. Um, so another verse that I really like is John 15, yes. nine through 17, where it says, as the father has loved me, thought the father loving Jesus. So he has loved you mm-hmm. abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my great, uh, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus did that. He came to lay down his life. Yes. And then the sacrifice is to abide with him, to dwell with him, to remain with him, to spend time with God because we love him, not out of obligation, but because we love him and we want to be with him. We want to spend that time with him. And then it does, it gives us joy. So literally being with him gives us this joy, this peace and this love because we can see how much he loved us. Like we couldn't even love if he didn't love us first. No. If he and, didn't love us enough to send Jesus. You know, with going circling back to the conflict thing, the other verse we put down, first Peter four, eight, 
Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Mm -hmm. it, it really, it, it answers it. Um, first John five, three says, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. So as we're keeping his commandments and we can talk to our kids about this, the reason that we keep his commandments is not to get to heaven. <laughs> it's not that we're working our way to heaven or anything else like that. It's because we love him. And right. as someone who loves him and realizes what he's done for us, we want to keep the commandments that he's given us. And he's given us those commandments because they're what's best for us because he loves us. So it's a really good circle to be yeah. around in. We love him. So we obey. He loves us. So he gives us commands that help us. To so. love him and love people. Yes, exactly. Um, the other thing, um, as we're starting to move towards how this looks in our devotions and discipleship, mm -hmm. that I really think is an excellent opportunity at Christmas time is the outreach opportunities. Yes. And so in first John three, 16 through 18, it says, by this, we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for his brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, mm -hmm. yet closes his heart against him. How does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Yes. And I think that's where we really have an opportunity to show his love, especially even within the church. This doesn't mean that you have to find needs even outside the church. Sometimes there are huge needs inside the church. So right where it's saying but indeed and in truth. And we have needs that we see all around us, whether it's outside mm -hmm. and it's people that are not Christians and, and in the, the family, there's those needs. Those are very obvious. Many times there's places that you can go all the time. There's shelters, there's homeless shelters, there's crisis pregnancy centers. There's, there's a million and one opportunities. There's also opportunities within the, the church, church mm -hmm. where there's a family who could be hurting. They may be struggling to keep the lights on or pay a utility bill. Mm -hmm. And if you know about it and you close your heart against them and are able with your worldly goods to help them, you're not demonstrating God's love. Yeah. So I would encourage you if you know the need and you can help or you can organize an effort to help mm -hmm. and to help love that person do it. Yes. And watch how God just multiplies that blessing in your life and in their life. And in your children's lives as they watch you serve and see a genuine example of love being lived out. So one other thing, we're not going to get very into first Corinthians 13, because we're going to do a whole nother podcast on that one. But um, what I had a mentor one time in college that challenged me where it said, like, love is patient and kind. Take out the word love and put your name in, because if we're supposed to be demonstrating God's love, then you need to be patient. Then you need yeah. to be. And so putting your name in and then is that true of your life? And so like, for example, Rebecca is patient and kind. Rebecca does not envy or boast. Rebecca is not arrogant or rude. It's very convincing <laughs> when you go through and you're like, okay, am I? And you just, it's, it's a good way to do like an evaluation check on how you're going about living your life because we are supposed to be walking out of first Corinthians 13 kind of love. We are very much so biblical love in action. The Bible tells us how we are to love and that, that really gives a good summation of how to love really. If you just even first Corinthians 13, four through seven, if you look at that with your children, that's excellent examples of how to act in a loving way.
So some other um, exciting ideas that we had for you that you could do um, this week. Applications that are fun. um, Is you can share with your family a time when you felt most loved by God. Mm -hmm. It's it's practicing sharing your testimony because one of the best ways to evangelize is to share about God's love in your own life. And so practice as a family. Yes. And you can also invite people around you to a Christmas event. If you have a Christmas Eve service, if you have a Christmas Day service, if you have a Christmas play, a Christmas cantata, Christmas anything, <laughs> it's a great time to invite those that don't know Jesus to come to church because that's honestly Easter and Christmas is when they're most likely to be willing to come. Who doesn't love a candlelight service or a beautiful service of some sort at Christmas time? Ask yourself, are you giving for what you can get back? which is coming from a place of greed, selfishness, or despair where you're grasping at something, or are you giving from a place of love filled with hope and peace from God's love towards you? Because that Mm -hmm. the heart of giving God loves a cheerful giver. And that's why I love giving to people who cannot give you anything in return, even more, you know, and your motive is literally just because you You want want to to extend God's love love. to show God's love to someone else. Um, so there's lots of things that you can do with your family. We just really want to encourage you this week. It's such a special time because we're leading up to the climax of Christ coming and the reason all of the things we've been talking about, hope Mm -hmm. and peace and joy, it's because he loves us so much and you have so many opportunities this week. To show love, to show love. And just think about what she just said. You would not have the peace. You would not have the hope and you would not have the joy without that love. So get excited this week. Um, Drop in the comments. We'd love to hear how you and your family are sharing love in God's community and within your church community and within your family. Yes. And we will have a blog post that I will put a link to as well with resources that you can use for this week, et cetera. And please like and subscribe as well to our YouTube channel. Thank you so much. And I hope that y'all have a very loving loving week. week.